everybody welcome back to remember the game it is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and i sit down and geek out about games we played back in the day you guys know how it works by now my name is adam blank thank you so much for listening this week it is episode 74 and we are going back to 1989 i fucking love it when we talk games in the 80s that's just because it's Pretty soon it's going to be 2020, and that's like fucking 40 years. It's, ah. Anyway, uh, Super Mario Land for the Nintendo Game Boy. One of the original Mario, I guess not one of the original Mario games, but it is as old school as it gets. I'm really excited to talk. Uh, we don't talk enough Game Boy on this show. Something we need to rectify. So we're talking Super Mario Land this week. My pal Patrick McGrath is here to talk with me. Before we do that, you guys know I am going to ramble. If by some chance you don't want to listen to the rambling, which is going to include... A, uh, a majority of the rambling this week is going to be an apology to Microsoft. And uh, if you by some chance don't want to listen to that, look in the description box below. There will be a timestamp telling you what to skip to if you just came here to listen to Patrick and I talk about Super Mario Land. But before we do that, you guys know I'm going to get my talking in. Uh, last week, I mentioned that... Oh, yeah, quickly, uh, I just want to give a shout-out, and I had it ready. This is Honestly, this is the second time I've already tried to record this because the first time my goddamn phone volume wasn't off and it fucked it all up. Uh, shout-out to uh, one of our new Patreons, Mr. Andy Baker. Andy, thanks for signing up. I uh, don't believe I gave you a shout-out last week. I think you came in just under the bell from my production last week. So if I did give you a shout-out, then you get two. But thanks for signing up, man. And you guys can sign up, too, if you want. There's going to be my first segue over at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. It's the only time I'm going to plug it on this episode uh thank you so much for for supporting it everyone that did uh or does uh your second bonus episode for november just went live and that was uh mark McHugh and i talking about celeste one of the best goddamn video games released in years you guys can find that along with all the other bonus episodes there is 10 of them now five game reviews and five q a rambling ones over at patreon.com slash remember the game it's only two bucks a month quick note you guys if you want to get in on the prize draw that we do over there every month the deadline to sign up for the patreon is december 3rd and honestly i would suggest uh it's it charges cards that sign up the first of every month but it also charges you the day you sign up so you get access to podcasts right away so if you sign up uh in the last couple of days of november you're going to get charged then and you're going to get charged again on december 1st so if you really want them maybe wait till december 1st that's why i'm putting the deadline back a couple of days so people don't have to beat it get in and then get charged twice in like 48 hours so uh you know december 1st to december 3rd you can sneak in there be a nice christmas present for you or somebody whatever anyway uh there's your patreon plugs i'm done with it i promise i won't push it down your throats anymore uh oh yeah so last week we gave donkey kong country a happy birthday shout out because it was its 25th anniversary birthday and it is one of the best damn video games of all time turns out i missed another birthday from the same day uh my pal finn reached out and let me know it was also uh smash brothers melees uh, smash brothers melees birthday it sounds weird when you put the plural on the melees uh but it was also the birthday of smash brothers melee and though that game came out uh it's 18 now it came out 18 years ago if i'm not mistaken we covered that game all the way back in episode 22 so happy birthday to smash brothers melee i am not going to make a fucking tradition out of wishing happy birthday to every goddamn video game that came out the day 
that I'm releasing these episodes. Uh, I just really had to give a shout out to Donkey Kong Country because it is masterpiece. And then uh, some people got mad that I didn't give a shout out to Smash Brothers Melee because it is also very good. It is not a fucking masterpiece. Donkey Kong Country is. Don't come at me with that shit. It's good. It is not a masterpiece. Uh, so happy birthday to that. Also, by the time you guys hear this, we will be at 20,000 downloads, which is insane to me. We, My goal was to hit 20,000 downloads by episode 100, and we hit it by episode 73. So that is fucking awesome. So I guess the goal now is like... 40,000 I guess by episode I don't know doesn't matter I just I just it's so cool to fucking see it growing and a lot of the reason it's growing like 90% of the reason it's growing is because of you beautiful people out there leaving us good reviews and sharing our posts and telling your friends and uh thank you all so much for listening fucking so rad um okay so that's enough of talking about me and talking about the podcast uh I am gonna get right into the the beef of the rambling this week which starts with the fact that Black Friday is upon us. And it like maybe this is going to make me sound ignorant or stupid. I don't know if Black Friday is around the world. I know I've got some listeners over in Europe and Australia and on the other side of the country and in in all those other cool places. If you guys, if it is, I could just Google it. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Yell, yell at me on Twitter and stuff. Let me know if it's, I don't know if it's Black Friday everywhere or not. It's, I'm, I'm an ignorant Canadian living up here in Northern Canada where we barely have running water and everything's just frozen and I don't know stuff. But uh, but Black Friday is upon us. It's a big Black Friday week. It's a huge shopping week. I've already bought something, which I'm going to get into in a second. Um, but I mean, like, it, what's, okay, so a couple of things I wanted to touch on. The first thing is that, like, EB Games, uh, that's our game stops here, Best Buy, PlayStation Store, Xbox uh, Live, or whatever the fuck, Xbox Gold, uh, Amazon, Walmart, all those places have their sales up already. It's become like, it went from like a one day thing to like a week long thing. There's so many crazy deals out there. Most of them price match each other. So it really comes down to where do you want to shop from? Do you want to go digital? Do you want to go physical? Do you want to buy it online? Do you want to go to a store to buy it? Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm very cheap. Uh, very, very cheap. I'm not traditionally a wait for Black Friday guy on everything, but I always get excited for the, like, this weekend just because it's like, you could, dude, you can take 50 or 60 bucks and get two or three really good games usually that you've been waiting on and stock up and, uh, and carry yourself through to the early next year. So uh, I always get excited just to look at the flyers. You know, I mean, I don't even have a PS4 anymore. And I still love looking at the PlayStation sales. They do. I love the PlayStation store, man. There's so much on there. The sales they drop are always fucking awesome. Uh, also, here's a little uh, money-saving hint for all my friends out there. Keep an eye out for uh, Xbox Gold, PlayStation Plus, and Nintendo Online cards. Sometimes some of those... I haven't seen a Nintendo one go on sale yet, but I know some of the other ones do. And it could be a great chance to stock up. You don't have to use them all at once. Just stock up. Keep the codes in your back pocket. And save yourself some money in the long term. Uh, one of the things I wanted to point out when it comes to the sales is that fucking Nintendo hasn't announced anything yet. Like on the eShop. I know there's a couple of sales on there and a couple of like the, the companies they work with uh, have announced sales. But like Nintendo themselves haven't. And it's just like is that not just classic fucking Nintendo? And I don't understand why they're waiting because all the other companies have their sales out there. People only have so much money to spend, right? I mean I was just like literally just like an hour ago I was looking at the EB Games black friday sale here and like and half of the nintendo games aren't even on sale. like they're literally on page three they're advertising luigi's mansion 3 link's awakening remake and smash brothers and smash brothers is a year old and they're all 79.99 they're all full price like no sale breath of the wild and mario odyssey which i think most people would agree are the two cornerstones of the nintendo switch are 20 dollars off 
And those games are years old now. And that's like, I love that and I hate it because I love the fact that Nintendo is like, yo, our games are fucking top shelf and we don't have to discount them because this is the only place you can get them and people will buy them. And the fact that they never really put these games on these huge sales to me says that, yeah, people do buy them because if no one was buying them, they would be discounting them. So I, I think that's a baller move and I respect it. And frankly, the quality of the games is there for them to be like, no, our games are really good. We don't have to discount them. Fuck off. But I hate it partially because I'm a gamer and a Nintendo fan who's like, come on. Like I fucking, it's like Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, you or you Deluxe, whatever the fuck it is. And Toad's Treasure Tracker. These are Nintendo games that I really want to play that I don't want to spend 85 bucks on or whatever they are, like full pop. I'm like, you can't. You can't give us some kind of fucking discount and maybe they will, but they haven't announced anything yet because they still haven't put their goddamn eShop sales up. There goes my dog. I'm yelling. It's okay, buddy. Uh, I just don't like fucking Nintendo. Like I just, ah, uh, they're like that, aren't they? They're like this stubborn old man of the fucking game. They are the old man of the gaming industry. And they're like, the, they see what PlayStation is doing and Xbox is doing with their great onlines and all their sales and stuff. And they're like, nah, we've got good games. We don't need super powerful systems and sales and stuff. Fuck them. We're going to do us. And it clearly is working for them. It just irritates me. And I don't know why they haven't, like, you don't even have to put the eShop sales alive yet. But like Nintendo Europe has announced their eShop sales. Nintendo of America hasn't. And there's a lot of people, myself included, that only have a certain amount of money to spend on video games. And if you don't put your sales out there, we're going to go out and spend our money on other things, which is what I have done. And that is where our big segue comes into. I've been teasing it on, on Instagram and stuff. Uh, it was also recently the 18th birthday of the original Xbox. And uh, I have said it on here before. You guys know I'm a Nintendo guy. I'm a Nintendo fanboy through and through. Uh, but the Xbox 360 is probably my favorite non-Nintendo console of all time. I adored that system. I also really liked my original Xbox. I had an Xbox One for a couple of months. I beat Gears of War 4 on it, and then I sold it because I had a PS4 too, and I just wasn't playing. There's no need for both. And let's be honest, PlayStation's got the better exclusives out of those two systems, right? I mean, just Last of Us Uncharted and MLB The Show is enough to get me to go to PlayStation. Uh, but I eventually sold my PS4 as well because, I, again, I was playing too much. Uh, Xbox, their all digital Xbox one was on sale here in Canada for black Friday. It's still on sale right now. Uh, the all digital one, no disc drive, all digital for 179, uh, Canadian. And that is a fucking smoking price for new hardware. The cheapest PS4 I've seen has been 250, uh, which has also been the cheapest Xbox one I've seen with a disc drive. PlayStation doesn't have an, an all digital one. And if anyone that listens to this knows, I prefer to go digital with my games whenever possible. I just... It's just me. It's cleaner. It's quicker. I, I prefer it. Uh, I bought myself an Xbox one. I was, I was on the fence cause I was like, dude, if I get one of these consoles to go with my switch, cause I think that, I think there's absolutely an argument to be made to have a Nintendo switch and then one of an Xbox or a PS4, or I guess a PC. I just, I'm not a PC guy. You guys know it. Uh, because they complement each other very well. Nintendo's got those exclusives. Nobody else has. You got the portability in the switch, but there's just something about having that fucking Haas powerhouse machine under your television. And I miss that, not having a PS4 and Xbox One. And I was leaning toward getting a PS4 because I want to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. I want to play Last of Us 2. Uh, but $179 was hard to, to turn down. It came with three games. Uh, Forza, Sea of Thieves, and Minecraft. I haven't even downloaded any of them yet because uh, it also comes with Game Pass. 
And listen, I know some of you out there may know what Game Pass is, and I know some of you may not. Uh, Bradley McHugh, loyal listener to the show, pal of mine, uh, was pushing Game Pass on me, and I've just kind of shrugged it off. I've never really paid a lot of attention. Anyone that's been listening to the show for any regularity knows it. Like, I... I don't want to say I straight up shit on Xbox regularly, but like, remember when they were talking about Nintendo and Xbox teaming up and they've still like that rumor still out there that game pass was going to show up on the switch. And then it never really did really did. It never did. Uh, Xbox got their asses kicked this, this generation. And I was like, what do they have to make themselves relevant? PlayStation's got great exclusives and an insane install base of a hundred million units. The switch has its own little thing going on. I was like, what does Xbox have? What do they got going for them? If you're not a Halo and Gears fan, what have they got? You guys, Xbox has Game Pass. If you don't know what Game Pass is, I got three months of it for a dollar to sign up. After that, um, I think it's like for the basic one, the one I want, because I don't need the ultimate one. Uh, I think it's like 15 bucks a month or 12 bucks a month, Canadian or something. Uh and Game Pass is like a hundred plus games, including fucking brand new games like the Outer Worlds are on there. Anything that's first party Xbox, so like or Microsoft, so like all the Gears of War, all the Halos are on there. Rare is all on there. There are so many insane games on this thing, and you just can download and play whatever you want. It's the fucking wildest. And as long as you keep your Game Pass active, much like you would with your PlayStation Now or your PlayStation Plus, your Nintendo Online, your Xbox Gold, whatever. You can keep playing these games. Blows me away. I I I'm, I feel like such a moron that I didn't pay any attention to it sitting there. I was like, yeah, that doesn't interest me. Because I had a PlayStation 4 when PlayStation Now launched. And again, didn't really interest me. Looks like PlayStation Now has really improved as well. But they're not putting those big, heavy-hitting games on right at day one like Xbox is. So for a dollar for the next three months, I can play The Outer Worlds on my Xbox. I downloaded a dozen games last night when I got it. It's hooked up, including Gears of War 5, which I can't wait to play. Including Halo. Uh, off the top of my head, I oh yeah, Ori in the Blind Forest. I downloaded. There's I I'm I'm flustered. There was so much. I was like, this is fucking insane. So when I keep saying, what does Xbox have for them going for them? If you're not into that, uh, the Halo and stuff, that like, why would people buy it over the PC, the PlayStation Four? It has Game Pass. And I'll be honest with you guys, like I I went from ignoring the Xbox Scarlet or whatever the fuck the new Xbox is going to be called and making fun of it on the show to being like, hey, you know what? I may buy one of those things, particularly if they release an all digital one that's cheaper again. I am so excited to get my hands on this thing. Once I'm done Pokemon Sword and Shield for my Switch, I don't have any Switch games left to play for a little while. I got a bunch of retro stuff that I want to play for this show, which I need to make more of a conscious effort to play and and get some more uh, games under my belt to record for this podcast. But I was like, I don't have more current games to play. And I fired up the Xbox One and started playing The Outer Worlds the other night and forgot just how much I missed having that fucking beast of a system beside my tv in fucking hd glory just ready to go and i'm so happy i bought this thing and so excited for game pass i apologize microsoft i am fucking sorry okay i should not have made fun of you i feel like they're an old friend that i've made up with because i loved my xbox 360 i made fun of the xbox one and now i'm like i'm on the road all week this week i'm recording this thing on a monday afternoon uh, because I'm literally on the road all week doing comedy shows. I'm not going to see my own bed again until Sunday. 
And I think I'm going to take my Xbox One with me. Like, I was going to just take my Switch and play Pokemon, but I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to take my Xbox One now, too, because I got so much on here that I cannot wait to sink my teeth into and play. If it sounds like I'm like, oh, Banjo-Kazooie, the Banjo-Kazooie games are on there, right? The Rare Replay games. So, like, expect an episode of this podcast on Banjo-Kazooie in the future because I never played that on the Nintendo 64, but now I've got it sitting right there waiting to play on my Xbox holy fuck i'm so excited you guys i don't know if that's coming i'm i have to assume it's coming through in my voice this place or this podcast is no longer just a nintendo home we are going to be talking some xbox on here and admittedly having the xbox under my tv has me jonesing to get my hands on a ps4 again because i know that the playstation 4 is a boss i had a couple of people reach out to me once and say they've stopped listening to my podcast because they feel like i'm too negative toward playstation which i've never really felt i was incredibly negative toward the ps classic but i feel like i've always been pretty like i'm hey dude playstation is the undisputed king right now and i'm not stupid i'm not going to take that away from them at all and i loved my ps4 um i again just sold it because i was playing too much but uh i'm just i'm i'm so happy right now and so ecstatic that i spent the money on this xbox and once i fired up game pass and was like really i can play all of it like whew fucking awesome so microsoft hats off to you now i get what all three consoles have going for them in the next generation and i still don't know if you're gonna be able to stand up to playstation uh nintendo obviously has their own weird thing going on with the switch they've got their exclusive games they're gonna be fine the playstation is the undisputed heavyweight champion of video games right now with some incredible first party games like again last of us final fantasy 7 uh they've got the biggest install base in the in the market today uh the xbox has game pass going for it i don't know i maybe i'm oblivious but i feel like they should be pushing this thing a little bit harder on people because i'm like dude there's a great 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 system seller here in game pass like you have got a customer back in me this thing is fucking awesome just get some more good first party games like i mean as cool as halo and gears are like get some more first party stuff uh but yeah feeling great i'm gonna fucking stop now and we're gonna get to super mario land i feel like i have made my peace i have apologized to microsoft we're friends again i'm excited be excited as well let me know what you guys are gonna pick up on black friday you can reach out to me on twitter or instagram at member the game you guys know i'd love to chat with you on there i want to see what you got with your black friday hauls i'll be posting about it on there but that's enough of that let's get to this which is super mario land okay episode 74 of the podcast uh, I will never get tired of talking Mario games and platformers. You guys all know that. I'm a Mario fanatic. And I have so many great memories of playing Super Mario Land on my old green and black Game Boy as a kid in the back of my car. Fucking trip to talk about this game. I love the music. You guys heard that song off the top. I'm going to cue some more music up right now. And I am going to talk Super Mario Land with my man Patrick McGrath, who is a Game Boy fanatic, you guys. This game came out on August 1st. 1989 for all you fucking kids out there that is a long ass time ago i'm excited to talk about it i'm excited to listen to the music that's under my voice right now so i'm gonna shut the fuck up kick back relax you guys episode 74 super mario land here we go So 
you like you literally just said it, and then I was like, oh shit, okay, we should be recording because we should be talking about this. Yeah. Um, I get nervous on some of these episodes because I'm afraid I don't know the game well enough, and people are gonna get mad. Yeah. Uh, and you like, so I will have already said in the intro, but my guest this week of uh, Resident Evil Four and Earthworm Jim, among other episode fame, is uh, is my man Patrick McGrath. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great. Good. And uh, so this week we're talking Super Mario Land. And uh, I, I, I get what you're saying, because you were even saying when you walked in, you're like, I feel like I need to know a little bit about the game and just yeah. kind of know what I'm talking about. And I feel like that too, yeah. but I'm like, at the same time, I have to imagine, if you're, if you're listening to this right now, you've come to expect that I don't know what I'm talking about. And sometimes the guest does, and sometimes the guest doesn't. Yeah. And so... Uh, it's just, there's been a couple episodes where we've caught shit because I haven't been as, as like, like to the Pokemon red and blue episode. I took fucking heat. Yeah. Heat for that game. So this one, I think we're good. There's not enough here to really brush up on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I just dropped it. So you just said that you played it literally like three hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would you play it on? My Game Boy. Yeah. You still have the original card. Yeah. 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 Like we talked about, I don't know if the, uh, the collector's episode has gone up yet. It has. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, we talked about how Game Boy games are the only thing I still collect. And right. That's, so I have like oh, a, right. a custom Game Boy, a shit ton of Game Boy games. So I just popped it in and played it. Be played through it like forty five minutes an hour. That's sick. Start to finish. Like it. OG, like green and black. It mine's a mine's like a, a blue LED screen. Oh okay. Yeah. So it's like a little bit nicer backlit. It's like a yeah, yeah. double inversion. So it you can like actually see it and play it in all light <laughs> that, and kay. dark. So then I'll ask that if you can actually see it. Because, like, I mean, let's like let's call a spade a spade. Like, mm-hmm. Super Mario Land is not the most attractive video game no. ever made. In fact, it probably is the ugliest Mario it's, game. It's, yeah, it's pretty rough. It, it has to be. But, like, is, does it, like, like when you're playing it today, like, I don't know when this game came out, but it, was, it came 89. out with the Game Boy. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. a long, that's yeah. 30 years ago. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is it ugly? It's ugly, but it's beautiful ugly because it, it holds... So, like such a special place for me like i have such a distinct time and place memory of playing this game mm-hmm. and like it it's so unlike any other mario game it's not just like a, a smaller version of mario it was like a, a completely recreated world and and enemies that some of them mirrored what was in the other mario games but some of them are completely like the chicken character yeah yeah like I've never seen that again. This game always fascinated me as a kid because, like, I mean, I played Super Mario Bros. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, I never really played Mario Bros. Two that much as a kid because mm-hmm. we didn't own it. But then Mario Brothers Three, obviously. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I remember getting my Game Boy and I got Tetris. Yeah. As we all did, it came and then it, yeah. and then Super Mario Land. Yeah. And uh, and I remember playing Super Mario Land and like it was fine because it was Mario on the go. Yeah. And at that point, it was just like, hey, we have a Mario game that we can take anywhere. Like, yeah, it was great. It, I don't care yeah. how good it is; yeah. it's fine. Uh, this is a weird fucking game. It is really weird and. Like, one thing I remember distinctly, like as a kid, my memory of it is it felt a lot bigger of a game. Like it felt like a lot more yeah, to it. Yeah. It felt like this whole other universe. Like I didn't understand why there was like spaceships and, and alien type characters. Submarines and, and like, shit. Yeah. Um, but I play it now and it's like, it's it's four worlds, three levels each. Like mm-hmm. it's so small. Like, right. Like I blasted through it in, in an hour, but I mean, I had that game my whole life as a kid and and... I don't think I beat it until I was much older. Yeah. Dude, I remember playing it on like car trips and, yeah. and never so that's, finishing that's it. That's exactly where I got this game. So when um, when my parents moved from Nova Scotia to Alberta, that's what they gave us. They bought each, me and my brother, a uh, Game Boy, a Tetris, Mario, and a handful of other games. And it was just like a, a seven-day drive across the country. Fuck. And the whole time was just like Mario, 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 Krusty's Funhouse, like yeah. Tetris, like a few other cool world, like some really awful games. But... Mario was just like that one that 
um, I would continually pick up and play all the time. Mm-hmm. And then um, like seeing like Mario 2, Mario Land 2, which I know you've done an episode about, is just like, that, that game's great too. Yeah, like, dude. That. So that's something that interests me. And that's one of the first notes I made about this is like, like, like my first thought is like, why didn't they just port Super Mario Bros? Because like when you look at the... And and I think there's a reason for it. Because like when you look at the Game Boy, like you look at Super Mario Land 2, Super Mario Land 2 looks better than Super Mario Bros. on the NES, yeah. minus the color, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so clearly the Game Boy was capable of running a better looking game. Yeah, but do you know what year Super Mario 2 came out? I don't. Okay. I don't I don't offhand either, but I mean, for for 1989, like the Game Boy just came out. Yeah. Um, it's a game that like they couldn't because I was just literally watching some stuff about this yesterday. They they couldn't just straight port it because of the limitations. So that's like the reasons why there's no distinction between um, like power up mushrooms and one up mushrooms. That's why they're hearts. They're hearts. Because yeah. They couldn't they they physically couldn't make that distinction anyway right. in the game. That makes sense. And, I and they they didn't realize the full potential of the Game Boy yet. Like there's no no um, like battery saves. Yeah. Um, like nothing on it really. They were just like, how do we create something similar? Uh, and I mean, for what they were working with and what was happening at the time, I think like it was a great, it's a I, great game. I do too. I, I like that was my thought because my first thought again was like, well, why didn't they just port the original? And then I got thinking, there's two things. One is is I'm sure that stuff like the one up mushrooms and yeah. shit like that. And then the second thing is like, yeah, when the Game Boy first, because this was a launch title for the Game Boy, right? Yeah. And so they're like, we don't know what this thing can do. It's yeah, the same exactly, as, yeah. you could literally yeah. look at Super Mario Brothers, the original, and Super Mario Brothers 3, and exactly. be like, well, why didn't like, you look why, like that why, from the start? Yeah, exactly. You gotta learn. Yeah. So I, I understand it. Uh, but like, it, 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 is, it is fucking ugly, man. <laughs> like, it plays it sure good. Yeah. It plays weird. It does. It plays weird. It like, plays, the controls are very strange. And this is a tribute to why I think, as a kid, it was so tough for me, is it's very like, there's no... Um, the movement's very, very blocky. It's just like yeah. you if you jump and you you try to move in the air while jumping, you're not gonna go as far as if you were moving while jumping to begin with. So yeah. you, there's a lot of like those like momentum. Uh, exactly. The, like a, a lot, especially in like first Mario and in, in Mario 3, you can like speed run where you're like running and 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 quick time just tapping, reactionary yeah. playing the game. Um, but this game it's it's really hard to do that because <laughs> it's it's <clears throat> It it really punishing in those moments if you're not continually moving forward. As soon as you lose that momentum, yeah. And I found that even today I was playing and there was areas where I knew I got caught up as a kid where I wasted like seven lives trying to make the same jump because the the platform was so small and then the next one had like a a, a turtle on it. And I if I made it I would hit the turtle or I couldn't get far enough across or whatever it was I missed the platform and yeah. just die. Yeah, it's interesting because like Mario, I don't know how many Mario platformers as a whole there is. Uh, there's got to be like. 15 or 20 of yeah, them now and, and and like he's for the most part felt the same or close yeah, like yeah. he's very floaty yeah. his jump like we yeah. all know that mario yeah. jump feeling and yeah this one like it almost feels like he like like he's wearing like gravity boots or sure. something like yeah, as he jumps exactly. it almost yeah. feels like the screen is pulling him yeah. down and you're right like that i remember that as a kid i remember that now because i've finished this game before but it still fucks with me like yeah. it just doesn't feel like mario mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah if, if you didn't tell me this was a mario game i would you would be able to like right. pass it off as yeah. a non-mario game because yeah. i mean it's not just the controls the controls are kind of weird obviously the graphics are kind of weird because it is what the game boy could fucking do in 89 but just like I mean, like you're not in the Mushroom Kingdom. No, you're in a completely it, different world. Yeah, you're. It's Sar Sar Sarasaland, Sarasaland, Sarasaland. You're not saving Princess 
Toadstool slash, I mean, back then she was Toadstool for all you kids yeah, today. Yeah. Uh, but Princess Peach, you're saving Daisy. Daisy yeah. And it's like, who the fuck is Daisy? Yeah. You're not fighting Bowser or Wart. You're fighting no. this alien thing. Yeah, Tatanga. Tatanga. Yeah. Like, all these things have changed. And it's like, this yeah. This isn't Mario. What even, the fuck? Even all the enemies, like, I don't know what the actual names are for them, but like all the Goombas, all the Turtles, they none of those are named the way they are right. in Mario. They're all named, like, they've all got crazy weird names. It's so funky. Because, like, I mean, I mean, Super Mario Brothers 2 obviously was completely different. Mm. Um, and, and, like, go back and listen to the episode if you want all the details as to why. But they basically explained it as it was a dream. And at the end, Mario woke up. And right. it was like all bad, like a weird dream, right? And they never did that with this one. No, this well, this was the reason it's called Super Mario Land is because they gave him a whole new land, a whole new universe mm-hmm. that he's he was transported to this land that's been taken over by this alien. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And I guess like it seems so insane to me that you wouldn't just run Bowser, but yeah. I guess at that time. They haven't really established no. the Mushroom Kingdom and Bowser, no. and like, he was still King Koopa back then. He wasn't even Bowser. Necessarily. Was Mario three out by this point? I, I don't think so. This game I know was made without uh, Miyamoto. Look, yeah, that that and when I think he was working on Mario three at the time, and that blew my mind. You know, we both like right off the top, we mentioned that we don't do a ton of homework for this game, but I like to do just a touch yeah. now, and uh, it all like another all these pieces of the puzzle fell into place when I saw that Miyamoto. Mm-hmm. wasn't involved in it i was like oh just like link's awakening yeah. when we did the link's awakening episode we found out that like uh okay so it came out in north america mario 3 came out in north america in 1990 okay so it yeah, would have been so post this, mario yeah, land yeah. so i guess at that point he's really only done mario brothers one in north america yeah. mario brothers two he fought wart mm-hmm. and so at that point he hasn't even fought with bowser again no. since the very first yeah. one uh it does seem insane to me that you would not have bowser there's no luigi there's no princess yeah. peach there's nothing the the goombas or not the goombas the koopa troopas uh blow up yeah they like, turn into bombs <laughs> right which is so fucking weird those weird mosquito enemies oh the uh the I weird like uh um like robot characters where yeah. the head comes off and flies around yeah yeah oh. the stonehenge guys the easter island heads yeah because that's another thing is like the world's you're in like a desert it's so weird and then you're in like uh, water with like a submarine at one point you're at like stonehenge or fucking something like and then you're in just like like some kind of like chinese land yeah so the fourth world is so strange to me like i have to assume that they did that because they don't have color like i mean with colors it's just like oh well world one is is the grass world two is the desert you know, world five is ice, you know what I mean? And yeah. you just change out the color of the background yeah, yeah. and shit and it works when you've only got one color to work with. Mm-hmm. I guess you have to kind of visually make it. Yeah. There's try like a, to like, make them distinct. There's like heavy, like tropical mm-hmm. themes, heavy, like, um, like Egyptian levels and stuff like that. Yeah. Like just really weird stuff. <clears throat> the Stonehenge thing I always found very, very weird. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is it? like, there was, yeah. I don't even know if Stonehenge is the right word, but like those giant rockets. Yeah. Like Easter Island stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So odd. Yeah. And then like, and like you said, there's only 12 levels and in one of them, you're in a plane. I think at least one of them. So that's, that's the last level. So right. each, so there's the submarine level. That's the boss in the, second or second third? world i think yeah. yeah yeah and then in the fourth is the is the airplane right and yeah. so even that i liked those though i, I do too it was a nice like breakup from the game yeah 100 percent. i really enjoy it it's just odd that it like really weird. <laughs> so mario mr run and jump yeah. is got vehicles that shoot stuff and that's what he's in now yeah like it's like so you go back to mario 3 and you're like well, where the fuck is the submarine because this would yeah, be much right? easier he's just like he's just like swimming through the water i know mario 3. i just I'm I, I'm very shocked that they didn't just explain it as like a dream or explain it at like yeah. and it's crazy because like Mario Brothers two it was a dream 
Mm-hmm. And so it's all a dream. Link's Awakening is the weird Link game, yeah. or Zelda game, whatever you want to call it. And uh, it turns out that it's a dream, because or you think it's a dream, because yeah. like he's you wake up, right? Uh, this one, it was like, no, no, he just got like a, he saw like a fucking fax yeah. that Daisy was kidnapped and yeah. was like, oh, I got to go save her now too. There's aliens taking over this land. Never explained anything. Uh, it like... But what about Mario 2? That's the same thing, Mario Land 2. It's like, it's a weird universe. It is a weird universe. It's, it's, actually considerably stranger than this one it is like i mean i guess they like i, I just i would oh fuck i would love to know what their thought process was yeah. they were like we've got because like at this point it nintendo was the house that mario built mm-hmm. like mario is fucking yeah. everywhere yeah. so i mean it totally makes sense to make a mario game and put it on your new portable system yeah. to sell it like unquestionably oh, yeah, absolutely and i was so excited to get my hands on i mean i think I mean, I don't know about yourself. Personally, like, when I look back on the game... Like, we've only done two Game Boy episodes. Right. And, like, by the time this episode goes live, I don't know what number it'll be, but we've done two Game Boy episodes. Right. And that was Pokemon and Link's Awakening. And we've got the Mario Land, Mario Land 2 in the bank and stuff like that. Um, when I think of the Game Boy, I think of Pokemon, I think of Link's Awakening, and I think of Tetris. Like, those are the three I think of before I think of Mario, which right. is insane to me. So I think of Mario 2. Like, that was just such a huge game for that time period for the, me the six golden coins yeah, yeah yeah and i liked that game too i never owned that one until that i was later that game's perfect it's yeah it's pretty rad yeah. plus it introduces my man wario yeah and uh and even like even mario land 3 where you play as wario like i love that game too which i struggled with that one oh, i just I and it. i love wario dude like yeah. he is in my three or four favorite characters but i just couldn't it was too big it felt weird yeah. i just felt fucking weird to me yeah but like I, I'm very I, I mean like when you think of like the NES classic is sitting right there on my shelf and it's like one of the first games I played on it was Super Mario Brothers yeah because I've bought that game so many times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas I don't feel that I don't feel that that inclining to play Super Mario Land over and over again yeah. and I and I'm not sure why because I grew up owning it I've beaten it I've played it yeah I don't know what it is about it I'm like I get that it almost feels like it, it's nobody's favorite Mario I would have fuck no no <laughs> and if it is you've never played another Mario <laughs> but like it almost like looking back on it, it almost feels like a tech demo for the Game Boy that you had to pay money for. Like it just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it just. And they were originally it was supposed to be bundled with the system too, so there could be that aspect of it. It's just like, uh, you know, here's a weird short game that we're gonna give with the system, and then right. they felt Tetris was more would appeal to more uh, more audiences right. to sell the system. And it but obviously I mean, it's, the, it's what it's like the um, fourth highest selling Game Boy game of all time and like seventh highest Mario selling game of all time. I'd believe that. It's got like that. some crazy high stats. I'd believe yeah. that. Because I mean, I have to assume that when the Game Boy, because you're right, dude, like the game, I would love to do an episode of this show on the Game Boy at some point. Like that was a phenomenon in itself, right? And I mean, in Tetris, obviously, like credit given, I'm a Tetris yeah, diehard, yeah. but Tetris, credit given where it's due, Tetris is the, is the fucking camel that pulled that wagon. Mm-hmm. Like the Game Boy blew up because everyone yeah. wanted to play Tetris yeah. on the go. Um, but I think for like myself, yourself, most of the people our age that grew up with a Game Boy, like you can only play Tetris for so long. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, like here's your Mario. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it makes, to me, yeah, it makes, I never thought of that. Why they didn't package this game with it instead yeah. of Tetris. But yeah. you saying that makes complete sense. Yeah. Some businessman that thinks video games are stupid isn't going to buy a Game Boy to play Super Mario Land, yeah. but he can play this like smart as uh, i use air quotes like challenging puzzle game yeah. maybe he'll buy it for that mm-hmm. so that makes sense to me i guess so it, maybe it was maybe that was the original plans it was gonna be a pack-in so it's a cheap quick yeah d- i think demo. i think it's much more successful for them to have done it that way than to have launched with mario and or bundled with mario and then sold launched with tetris as well because i couldn't see a lot of people 
buying another game like Tetris as opposed to owning Tetris and the system already, loving it, and then buying a Mario game. Yeah, that makes sense. Is it a... <laughs> Fuck. Do you remember the days when you could buy a, con- a console and it came with a game? Yeah. Like, those are just... <laughs> yeah. Like, just thinking about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck me. That was a good... Like, now you buy a console and then be ready to drop another $80. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they still do that, too. Like, there's still bundles that come out with games there all is. the time, right? But it just, like... It just at one point that was just right. that's how it worked. It was all every every base unit, right? Was, yeah, the Genesis game. came with Sonic, yeah. and and Nintendo came with Mario, yeah. and fucking weird man, what a weird game. No Miyamoto, twelve levels. You you drive an airplane and a submarine. You fucking rescue Daisy from Tatanga in Sarasa Land. Like <laughs> like when you say that, like none of that makes any yeah. fucking sense. Yeah. Um. Another thing that I found actually, I really liked. Is that when you got a flower, you didn't get? I don't know if they ever actually said if it was a fireball. It was a super ball, ball. and it was just like a a rubber ball, bouncy ball. That I loved that mechanic, dude, because that thing was badass. Yeah, I wish they would bring that back. Yeah, I really did enjoy that. Even playing it now, it's like the parts later on where it becomes useful when you're like dealing with a lot of like piranha plants and stuff mm-hmm. where they're coming from the ceiling and you just shoot one down and you can take out a few of them yeah with one shot like it's great i wonder why they did that like instead of just giving you like a fuck fi- because they clearly got the bounce mechanic down yeah. i mean I, i'm just i'm very like i almost like did miyamoto fucking go to them and be like hey listen like you can't use any of my stuff no like i don't like so from what i understand it it's it was created by nintendo's like oldest like um research and development yeah, team. yeah yeah and the guy who who spearheaded it was um, like he had collaborated with Miyamoto on a lot of designs, and like Miyamoto says that he is the person who influenced him the most in what Mario ends up looking like. Oh, um, so I think this guy kind of felt like maybe he had the free reins to to do something different. But again, they were going with this idea of like it's a whole new land for him to explore. Right. So like we can't just repackage all this stuff that he had before. Right. I guess that, yeah. So I don't know if that's the thought process on there. Yeah. So then I wonder then, I wonder if they were like, if they came up with the idea of sending them to a new land and they were like, well, if we're going to a new land, we need new items. Or if they right. came up with like, these new items. Like and, the Fire Flower is only going to exist in this, in, in you know, this Super Mario. Yeah, in yeah. Mushroom Kingdom land. It's all, I'd, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall while they were fucking yeah. coming up with the ideas yeah. for this game. But you know what's really good in this game is the music. Dude, The yes. music is amazing. In this right? Game. And that, like, for a launch title on what is like it's got to be the least powerful nintendo console ever right the original game boy like i i'm like yeah and i'm not trying to disparage it but it is the least powerful unless you count like game and watches like sure yeah yeah. um and and like and i do to this day i can remember some of that music like i'm this is one of those games where i'm excited to like bring up you know that that opening theme for sure like it's like that, that opening theme is is forever ingrained in my head very like fuck man it's it's like 30 second loops like the 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 music's amazing because it, it just loops in like 30 second loops but you never get tired of hearing it yeah because it changes so often. like the game's so short that it changes so often yeah what i did really like in the game too is the the end levels they didn't do just like the castle and the flag you you get the two options to either go low or if you can right do the, do the uh the jumping and, and platforming up to the second one, you can get the little bonus game to get lives or a power up. I yeah. Really, I really love that. And I always wonder why that never stuck around. Because for me, this was, this was like I had played the first Mario. My cousin owned an NES. I never owned an NES as a kid. And so I played Mario before I played anything else. And then 
got this Game Boy. So this was like my first like real Mario game that I had right. myself. So I didn't really know any of this stuff was out of the ordinary. Right. And so then when I get a Super Nintendo or or you know like play Mario three, I'm like, why did none of this continue on? Yeah, I really like that because like the first couple levels, it was pretty easy to get up to that high mm. that higher exit, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But then yeah, later on, it almost came like a challenge or yeah, like a when puzzle they start thing. adding those little dropping blocks. Yeah, because they're unforgiving. It's not like you land and they give you a second and then it wiggles and falls. No. It's like as soon as you touch it, it's falling. Yeah, you it would hit it and jump to the next one. Uh, yeah, and it's same same as how Mario falls fast. Like those yeah, things fell fucking gone. quick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cause you could get into that top door and then you got to play that bonus game with like the ladders. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, he, the ladder randomizes and Mario randomizes and then wherever he goes, if the ladder's on it, he'll go up or down it. Yeah. And then you could get like extra lives yeah, or like one, a flower or lives or a flower. Uh, yeah, that was, why the fuck? Why did, like, I mean, I mean like every Mario game is done. Um, I mean like, I mean the original Mario brothers, it was obviously just for points with the flag. That's yeah. all it was. But then like Mario brothers three had the flip cards. Where you had to stop that box, right, yeah. And in Super Mario World, have the goalposts, uh, where you had to get the you right, could get a hundred yeah, stars, yeah. like like so. They've always tried to put some little thing at the end of every level, but like, why not a puzzle like that? That was such a phenomenal yeah. idea. Like the closest thing it feels like is those like bonus levels in Super Mario World, where you um you have to hit the three boxes in the sequence to get the lives each time. Right. That's yeah. like the closest thing that it feels like. Yeah. Very odd to me that they never brought that back. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. It'd be cool to see them remake this game now. Yeah, but I guess for the amount of money they would have to put in, like it's not a long game. Like you said, would you be, would you like be in today? Minutes, an yeah, hour, like if that. Yeah, it's funny to think now that like as a kid you were like, years, I can't beat years. this. Yeah, and now it's like imagine imagine whining and whining and whining to your parents to get you a Game Boy. They get you a Game Boy for a cross Canada trip and buy you Mario Land. You're like this is your game, Patrick, yeah. for the drive. Yeah. And before an you're out, out of, of town, yeah, you've beaten yeah. it. Yeah, we're not even out of the province <laughs> yet. That's what happened to me with Kirby's Dream Land, and to this day I'm soured a little bit on Kirby. And I always felt like that game was cuz that was another game I had early on too and that's one that I really loved. And I feel like that's a long game, but it's been years since I played it's, it. It's it's not so much the length as it's just so insanely easy. I like as a kid, I've told this story before. It's the first game I bought with my own money. Right. Was Kirby's Dream Land. Uh and I and I seriously beat it the night I bought it as a little kid. Wow. And I remember like like being so mad cuz I was like I spent all my money on this and it's over. It's crazy that that game was the first Kirby um, game that I played, and to this day, it's my favorite. Like I, I've been playing like uh, some of the later Kirby's, like in the Super Nintendo, and I yeah. don't like them as much because I like the simplicity of like how how small and simple that other Kirby game felt, and like the universe of it was really exciting and interesting to me. Like before the power ups, and yeah. like it was just like simple mechanics. Uh. But I remember it being so like intense and long i feel bad for kirby now because i i mean it's obviously nintendo's like kitty franchise now yeah. right but like kirby's adventure on the nes is a great game and it's worth playing i pro- promise you if you're listening to this, play kirby's adventure uh kirby superstar on a super nintendo that compilation pack right. it's pretty good um i and kirby's dreamland is a fucking great game yeah. it's just very simple right. like it was just frustrating to me um and so many of these games like he's, i mean i could not believe when i fucking looked up super mario land and saw that it was 12 levels yeah. i was like what right i like, yeah like i as a kid the furthest i probably made was to the third level right like i distinctly always remembered those like easter island heads um but i don't recall like the vampire ninja things right. in the fourth one like super mario bros like the original super mario bros is 32 levels right this one is tw- like i mean I get that it's got system, system limitations. Limita- I get yeah. it, but yeah. still, like twelve yeah. level, and like, and then you could play through it again, and it was harder, and like stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. right? Um, 
you know what to me what's 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 crazy about this game and i just made a note about it and i thought of it after you brought up how good the music is and i think this is what has made nintendo there's two things to me that have made nintendo nintendo over the last 30 plus years and the first is their ip things Mm -hmm. like they've got the most valuable ip in gaming no question uh the second thing is that like Sony and Microsoft and and I mean Sega did uh but like a lot of these companies don't make games for their own hardware like they make their hardware and yeah. then they get developers to they, make yeah, their they do, do you know all, what I mean third party developers whereas Nintendo and like they did it with the original NES they did it with the Game Boy with this game and a hundred others um they would be a phenomenal game developer on their like with if they were just a third party game developer yeah. they would be one of the most respected in the business right yeah. but they also make this hardware and nobody knows how to get more out of their hardware than nintendo does yeah and that is this is a perfect example of it and it's just mind-boggling like obviously if you played super mario land today and you've never played any of them like if i gave a game boy if i borrowed your game boy and gave it to my my 12 year old nephew with super mario land he'd yeah. be like this sucks yeah and i'd be like yeah it kind of it kind of does yeah. But it didn't back then. Right, it yeah. was mind blowing yeah. back then. Yeah, I'd be very curious to know if we would be harder on this game today if it hadn't been a launch title and we had seen somebody do something better with the oh, Game Boy sure. first, yeah. and then that for came sure. out. Because this game was was loved across the board. Like if you look at right. reviews from that time, it's like ninety twos to ninety eights. Like it's, right. It's the only complaint is the length. Right. We're saying. But you know what? For for a system that's the first, you know portable system big like this uh, maybe they wanted a game that like didn't wasn't intensive you didn't have to put hours and hours into you could literally turn it on play a few levels on the bus you still feel yeah. like with the playing it today kind of gave me a a, a a new love for it again because it's like it is so short that i'm like i could take this and play this while i'm waiting for a movie at the theater yeah and like i could beat through the whole thing yeah if yeah. i have a half an hour 40 minute block like i'm gonna beat a chunk of it right and it's just going to keep me entertained because the game is never not going to be fun even no. if i like like i'll probably play it again within the next week just because i enjoyed playing it today right right well and like because there's no save like i mean obviously this was before like battery, battery saves, saves or yeah. there's no password like there's no, nothing. nothing you you beat like once you turn the game boy off it's over yeah. and i wonder if that was part of their thought process too was just like this thing is going to be portable you're going to have kids that are out playing it that don't have more batteries and then they freak out. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. got to be something you could beat in yeah. a in a sitting, mm-hmm. realistically, right? And obviously today, like the idea of a portable game that is a sitting long, you'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But back then, yeah. maybe that was part because even Super Mario Land Two, I believe, had save, save oh, yeah, points. Absolutely. Yeah, it right? was. The, yeah, it 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 did had battery saves. But yeah. this one, yeah, and and you know what? Maybe part of their thought process too was you get businessmen and stuff that are buying a Game Boy to play Tetris, and yeah. maybe this is their intro. So you're yeah. right. Maybe that was part of. The and logic. so each each playthrough is fresh, you know, and then that that extends the life of the game because if i had save spots like i probably would have been done with this game as a kid much earlier than i was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. that's interesting man i mean it wasn't i mean it's ugly but it's got a retro charm to Beautiful, it Beautiful, ugly. Yeah. the music is really fucking good yeah. um i enjoyed every minute that i was playing it today like it's yeah there was no part where i was like the graphics what the only thing is is the movement like i don't know if it's like the frame rate whatever it is uh, is is a bit hard to focus when you're running, right? Um, but I find that with a lot of Game Boy games, and because I play it so much, it really doesn't bother me. My eyes pretty much adjusted to it. But 
playing on a an, an, like an OG unmodified Game Boy, this one's very tough. Yeah, I believe um, that. But I mean, it, it it didn't feel that way as a kid. No, we didn't have anything better. No, so it's fascinating to me when I think of because like Mario is my favorite. I love Mario games. Yeah. But like when I and like I've thought about doing an episode of this where I just rank all of them, the Mario platformers. Right. But you know what's weird to me, man, is like I think of Super Mario Land two. I don't even think of this game. Like I think of the original new the original Super Mario Bros. on the yeah. NES. I think of every other Mario game. But like for some reason, I think of Mario Land two, which I never owned as a kid. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's the Game Boy Mario game. Yeah. I forget. It's almost like this is like a yeah a prequel I, if, tech I think demo. if I didn't have that intensive, intimate time with it where it was like this is the only thing keeping me entertained for a week of driving right um i would definitely feel that way but it was the one i owned Mm -hmm. two was the one my friends owned and i was always like borrowing it and and so that one kind of defaults to the game boy mario that i think of because i love that one so much right so good but the the first one when i when i think of my like memories of a game boy very distinctly this when i first got it i don't even remember like wanting or asking for a game boy it was like my parents picked two uh, two of them up right. and just gave them to my brother and i and here's a bunch of games yeah. and and this would have been years after it it had launched so i don't know if these were like discounted games or like if these were budget titles at oh, the time like right. um but but i mean this game was like everything for my for that console for me right Dude, I'm glad, dude, when we, when I, when you and I were talking about what games we were going to cover for this session, I was, when you mentioned Super Mario Land, I was like, fucking right. Yeah. Like, it's, how is, like, like, we've never covered the original Super Mario Bros. on this show, and eventually we will. Yeah. I'm saving that one. That's yeah. a special game. Yeah. Uh, but when you mentioned this one, I was like, dude, that, that is, to me, this is just one of those, I don't even know if gem is the word, because I don't know if I would call it a, a full-fledged gem. Like, to me, Super Mario Land 2 is a forgotten gem. Right. But Super Mario Land is just, like, it's a very important flagship forgotten title. See, I think I think the first one might be the forgotten gem, because 2 is, like, the, the really loved good, like, they yeah. nailed it down. Yeah. I just, like, again, when I think of the Game Boy, even the launch of the Game Boy, I think Tetris. Like, yeah. that's just, oh, for sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. it, it's always overshadowed by yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad. You know what? It got its moment in the sun, because yeah. let's be honest. If we don't get a Game Boy Classic from Nintendo someday, which I'm not sold we're ever going to get, because I don't think that thing would. No. I think we could maybe see a Game Boy Advance Classic or something. Yeah, with especially with like the Switch now, like their their portable system yeah. is, is gone, you know, and nobody else is in the game doing it. Yeah, I can't really see them doing that. I, and I just can't imagine there's a huge market for Game Boy. Like I would like to know what the sales numbers are. Because I guarantee you, like on the 3DS Virtual Console, you could buy Game Boy games. And I guarantee you that the Pokemon games sold phenomenal, yeah. like Red, Blue, Yellow. Yeah. Link's Awakening sure. uh, probably sold great. All, all the all the titles that would be expensive to buy as cartridges. Yeah. yeah. I bought Super Mario Land 2 and 3, like Wario Land or whatever yeah. it's called, on my 3DS. But I never bought this one. I don't know if this one was available. I'm sure it was available. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I can't imagine there's a ton of demand for like I will. I don't know if we'll ever see this game again. Like no, this game may be lost so. in the. In, I think it exists where it exists for people like me who who still have that. Yeah, it's it's literally is Super Mario Land and Mario Sunshine just locked in a fucking room together yeah, yeah. as the two forgotten yeah. Mario games yeah. that we're never gonna see again. Yeah, which I hope I'm wrong about, particularly about Sunshine. But Nintendo is fucking Nintendo, and they never give us what we want. Yeah. So. Um, dude, before we, we score this bad boy and shut this down, have you got any final thoughts on Super Mario Land? No, I think we covered it all. Like everything I wanted to talk about, we did. The music's great. It's, it's fun. Like it's, it, it holds for me. It's just such a special time in my life. Such a very distinct mm-hmm. time, like very vivid. And I very recall it 
you know, very, very clearly. Um, and, and that's what this game is to me. If they, dude, I like, if they just say they just put some color in it, like, you know how they did with Link's Away? If you literally think, just put color in it, on it, I think it was one of the games that, because I saw a screenshot today actually from a modded Game Boy and it did have some color and it was, it was Mario Land. Like and you, so I don't know if it was, if you put in a Game Boy Color, if it is one of the titles that they uh, upscaled a little bit. Like, you can't tell me if they didn't drop that on Switch for five bucks. Because I don't think people would pay more than $5 for a 12-level yeah. Mario game. Even then, I think people would be hard-breast to, to right. spend that money. This, I, is like I, a, this is like a 99 cent like yeah, app on your phone game. Well, you're right. It is. But, it, I mean, we all know how Nintendo prices. Sure. Yeah, and if it's got yeah. Mario in the title, sure, yeah. you pay the Mario tax. Yeah. But I would pay five bucks to have this yeah. on my Switch. Yeah. Um, okay. We're not doing scores out of 10 anymore. Um, <laughs> out of 12 levels... How many? There we go. That's a good one. How many levels would you give Super Mario Land? That's a good one. I like that. Out of level, man, like, and I get that you've got the heartstrings. Yeah. I fucking understand yeah. that. Like, it feels entirely. like a twelve out of twelve level game. Like, just playing it today was just like I'm like even just now talking about it again. I'm like so overjoyed that this game exists for this console. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it's because I've maintained like still having a Game Boy and putting so much into like how much I love Game Boy games. Mm -hmm. Um, like this this. I think it's just like a twelve out of twelve level for me, man. Right. For this for this game, it's just like it's so it's so perfect for its time and place in my life. Yeah, and it's just like it's so special that I I couldn't, uh, you know, I can't let it go. Before this podcast, I would have said I don't know, like six, sure. like six out of twelve. Yeah. It was whatever, but like, and I and I get a lot of feedback from people that listen to the show saying how like they hear it and then the way we talk about these games get them excited to want to go play these I games. Hope that happens with this. Me too, because yeah. I feel I like hope that somebody now. has a Game Boy hidden away with this game and Tetris. I bet there's a lot of people that that's the Guaranteed. only two games they had for their for their system. Yeah. And they throw some some batteries in it and they play through this game again because they heard this. I would I would be overjoyed if that happens. Guaranteed. And if that does happen and you do that, please message me. I'll fucking make sure to yeah. share it with Patrick and yeah, that would be know. fucking be rad. Uh I'll give it I'll give it 9. I'll give it a 9. 9.5, 9, 9. nine and a half levels. Uh cuz it's fucking weird. It's a weird <laughs> it's game. Weird. It is definitely weird. Um good stuff. We need to show the Game Boy some more love on this game on this yeah. show and we will moving forward. Uh Patrick, good job. Thanks, and man. uh you guys go play some Game Boy uh, if you've got one. Otherwise you're you're fine. That's going to do it for this week's episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Patrick, thanks for coming over and talking Super Mario Land with me. You fucking blast from the past. I like, I mean, obviously we talk retro games, but I love it when we go like retro, retro games. Um, you guys, uh, thanks for listening. If, if you enjoyed the show, leave us a good review, please, somewhere. I don't know where you're listening to it. It doesn't matter. Just a good review. I'd really appreciate it. Follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at MemberTheGame or Facebook.com slash RememberTheGame. We'd really appreciate the follow. We'll follow you back. We like talking to you and everything. And if you're feeling really crazy and you really want to support us, Patreon.com slash RememberTheGame. You can win stuff. I'll say your name. You get extra shows. It's all that for two bucks. It's worth it, I promise. Uh, I'm going to be tweeting about it over the next couple of days. I want to see what you got for Black Friday, so please let me know. And uh, all that said, I will... Oh, yeah, an Xbox. I'm sorry. You guys already remember that passionate heartfelt apology i gave them off the top uh i'm happy to have you back in my life xbox i'm glad we're friends again you guys that's gonna do it for this episode thank you so much for listening i'll be back in seven days with episode 75 
of Remember the Game. In the meantime, go play some video games. Happy Thanksgiving to all of my American listeners and whoever else celebrates Thanksgiving. I don't fucking know who does at this time of year, but uh, go eat some food, play some video games, be thankful, and I'll talk to you in a week. Take it easy. Cheers.